So, so people are in this program, and they, their attempt is to sort of get out of a mental state, pretty much, and seem to, and stay, stay in more often a spiritual state, let's put it that way. And so they attempt to go into this direction, and then they, a lot of them came to a realization that they were running into something that was preventing real relief or like a stabilized condition to uh, appear. Yeah? And they came to a conclusion and they captured it by the statement, self can't get out of self. So self isn't, to me, the idea of self isn't ego. Because if you, when people talk about ego, they'll go, I have an ego and I want to lose my ego. Yeah, almost like they have a dog and they want to lose their dog. But the, the owner is the same. Yeah, the sense of being you that has the ego is the sense of, there's also a sense of being you after you lose the ego. To me, that's self. Yeah, that sense of being one, the one. Yeah, so the sense of being the thinker when thoughts are noticed. The sense of being the doer when do, when actions occur. The sense of being the feeler when feelings are noticed, yeah? So, and when a feeling is noticed, it triggers a sense of being the feeler, and then the feeler says it's having the feeling. It's, that's the sort of magic trick, really. So the feeling comes first, then there's a claiming of being the feeler of it, and then the feeler is presupposed before the feeling, and now guilt and shame and all this other shit, pride, arises out of the ownership of the feeling. Yeah. It's just a bondage of self. That's what's happening. So that bondage of self, being an act of being identified as what you're not, can't get out of what it's not as what it's not. Yeah? That's the dilemma. So these people ran into it and they ran into a conclusion. I really want to get out of me, but there's a tendency to be the me that wants to get out of the me, and I want to be there to get out of the me as the me. Yeah. And all of these things doesn't, they don't work because of this statement. It was captured in the statement, self cannot get out of self. So, all right, so then that really ran into a, like a peace and a serenity and, 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 a, and a peace that under, you know, passeth all understanding. All of that gets severely inhibited by this little idea that you're trying to get out of me as me, yeah? So, all right, back up if possible and stop running into the wall and maybe there's another view that can be entertained, yeah? So instead of trying to use the me to get out of the me to become a better me, you back up and maybe you entertain I'm not that, which my head implies, yeah? If I'm not that, I am now sort of out of self, but not through self, yeah? But the out of self isn't based on me succeeding in my escape plans. It's that you were never in self. You, had, you're, you have never been or will ever be that which your head is implying you are. That's the basic message. Yeah? So the basic message of if you wed non-duality with recovery is you're not that which you want to get out of. And you're not that would be, you're not the one that wants to get out of it, yeah? So in that, the escape is, 
is no escape because there's nothing to escape from. That's basically it. Yeah. So if you if you needed to get out of a place and you haven't been successful getting out of that place, maybe if you saw the place was imaginary, you'd realize you're wanting to get out of it is giving it a reality. So every time you try to move away from it, it seems to get bigger and it has more gravitational pull to pull you back in. So maybe there's another way of looking at it. All right, maybe I'm not in what I believe I want to get out of. And so the, the, the relief is from seeing you're not in. It's not succeeding in getting out, yeah? That's the whole message. It's a movement, it's a direction. It's, it's a movement and a direction and it has time involved in it. So how long would it take to get out of an imaginary place? No time. Yeah, because it's imaginary, exactly. Yeah, and so the whole point, and when you feel it, when you feel the solution, you'll know the attributes of the supposed problem. You will, you'll get it. You'll see that the problem needs time to generate itself. It needs to be remembered, yeah? It needs to be implied. And that's why the system that we're relying on Basically, the memories, the thoughts, and the perceptions, they all see us as a body, yeah? So when you're remembered yesterday, you're pictured as a body. There's nothing right or wrong with it, but you're not a body. There is a body, but you're not a body. Yeah, just like I had when I was young. I had a, one of my favorite uncles, was Uncle Fred, and uh, he used to give me money behind his back at relatives' parties, like a buck, you know, and like that. And so he passed away. My mother and I went to the funeral, and my mother said, Paul, do you want to say goodbye to Uncle Fred? Open casket. I wasn't that keen on that, but she said, come on, let's go. We walked up, and I looked into the casket, and I saw what I used to call Uncle Fred, but I saw it wasn't Uncle Fred. It was just a body, because the spirit, which was Uncle Fred, was gone. Yeah, but I was mistaking Uncle Fred as the body because I was in the mistake of taking the spirit that I am as a body. So I was calling Paul a body and I was calling Uncle Fred a body until I saw the body without the animation and it was clear that ain't Uncle Fred. Yeah, I, there's no Uncle Fred in there. <laughs> and it didn't matter how many years I saw it as Uncle Fred, the same, the solution wouldn't take time. See, when a solution hits you like this, it doesn't take, it doesn't take 30 days, yeah? It whacks, you see something, like in a, in a nanosecond, no time whatsoever. You see something, and it doesn't take, all right, I'm seeing a very little, it doesn't, it whacks you, and you realize something, yeah? Like that. And so, this whole idea, hello, this whole idea is, all right, maybe there's a mistaken identity. That's the basis of the narration. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. So the head is narrating life, yeah? Seeing everything as how it pertains to us as a body. Yeah? Not just as the body, but the, dot, the body is given the attributes of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, the loser, basically the cause of most shit. Yeah, when it's really an effect, it's an expression, not a cause. So there, this activity, the mental state is in, and it reinforces it by picturing you as the body in the past and the future, 
So when you're worrying about you in the future, that that object of worry is a body. You picture yourself as a body. Yeah. What 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 other than a body is going to have cancer? Yeah. <laughs> There's no diseases of spirit, and I don't think this is a spiritual disease. It's a mental disease. The spirit doesn't have any malady whatsoever. It's not the spirit isn't sick. The spirit's just under attended to, really, because we're obsessed with this idea of what we're not. If that attention and interest could be freed from that slavery, you would see or sense the spirit, and you would have a sense that it's always been this way and nothing has ever changed it. Yeah. So all my shenanigans didn't leave a mark on what I am. It's just obvious. Yeah. Why? Because you see it, you experience it for years. Yeah. There was no mark left. That heinous thing I did the night I got ran over by the car, when I, if I look at the, the, the spiritual layer, there's no mark, there's no disturbance in it that January 30th, 1980, when Paul as a body got run over. There's no, there's no, per, you know, there's no spike or anything. It's just what it is, you know, clear and brilliant like this sky today. So, in being introduced to recovery, getting struck sober, over the years, this just dawned on me, yeah? Because they say in Catholicism, we used to go to a Catholic school, and they'd always go over the three attributes of God, which was God is omnipresent, so he's everywhere, or it's everywhere. It's, it's omniscient, it's all-knowing, and it's omnipotent, it's all-powerful. And I used to be really confused when I was a kid well, if it's everywhere, why am I not bumping into it? Yeah. I mean, I'm bumping into things I don't want to meet, but uh, the thing that's everywhere, I seem not to be able to meet. So it has to come to some idea that you may be that which you're looking for. You actually may be the God that you're saying is everywhere, yeah? And that God may be entertaining an insane idea that it's a body, <laughs> yeah? And in that being the doer as the body, that God is walking around <laughs> looking for itself all the while being what it's looking for that's all so if you would see what you're not you would find out what you are and it wouldn't provoke any any drive to look for it or find it or get it or have it because you are it really yeah so how it would reverberate as this would be getting chilled out by metaphysical, existential, fucking profound, you know, transcending drives. You'd be chilled out from all that. <laughs> if the action figure had that destiny, you'd travel lighter through it. You really would, you know what I mean? Because we were, we've been using this statement a lot lately. I did a talk in Philly at a yoga studio, and uh, there's a famous mantra in yogic world and it says, gone, gone, gone. What is it? A gaudy, a gaudy, a gaudy, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, so here it goes. Basically it goes, gone, gone, gone to the other shore, yeah? So the other shore in spirituality is like realization or whatever, yes? Like quite different than the shore we're on, obviously, so. The sure we're on is sort of demanding or putting a little fire on our ass to get to another shore, hopefully without, with a lot of the qualities this shore doesn't have, yeah? So gone, gone, gone to the other shore. 
on arri- on, upon arriving at the other shore on having never left. So basically, you must be what you're looking for. Yeah. But how could that be if I'm busy looking for it? Because we're taking ourselves to be something that's distorting or, mis- or misdirecting the looking. We're looking from what we are for what we are. Yeah. So this whole point, and in recovery, the bondage of self is the activity of the disease. We're bonded to an idea of what we're not. Yeah? And then you set up a contradictory thing. What you're not is going to become spiritual, when in fact it already is spirit. So why not just see what you're not from what you are, and you'll find out you're spiritual. And if you are spirit, that's the highest form of maintenance of it. Yeah? So the whole... The whole daily prescription of recovery is, hey, your daily reprieve, your daily reprieve is contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition, yeah? So it's based on, your being lighter today is based on the condition that you're in spiritually, yes? That's what it's saying. So, yes? So what would happen, so here you are, you are attempting to maintain a spiritual condition as a physical, mental condition, yeah? What would happen if you saw you're not the physical, mental condition? Maybe you'd find out you're a spiritual condition, and your finding out you're a spiritual condition would be the highest form of maintenance of the spiritual condition. You can't maintain a condition more than being it, yeah? You know, you, I don't care if you're vigilant and disciplined, being far, far surpasses any attempt to be something that you believe you're not, yes? The being is just always available at all times. It's constantly reinvigorating itself without any thought or effort. You are it, yeah? So what's going to happen? Find out. Entertain the ideas, and let's see how the dominoes get shipped, get you know, all moved around and then replaced and see if when something hits, it makes freaking sense. You'll see the horses in front of the cart. You'll see blue is blue and red is red. You'll probably lose interest in the need to be liberated because you're not that which needs to be liberated. Yes? If you're drawn to meditate far out, I'd rather lay down. Probably have more peace doing that than all this effort because the movement of what we're under, and I saw it, I've seen it, I see it now. Yeah. The mental activity is claiming what's happening. Yeah. So there's feelings happening, there's thoughts happening, there's actions happening, there's breathing, there's this and that, all this is happening. There's no denying it, who'd wanna deny it? Yeah. But the mental state claims it to imply it's happening to a you. Yeah. And so that's the basis of self-centeredness. Basis of self-centeredness is everything is now seen as how it pertains to you. That's an interpretation. So when you were young, probably you had many, 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 many moments of life is happening. And then after a few years, when you start, your brain started to develop, it turned into life's happening to me. Yeah, it's a total, it's a story, isn't it? And then how are you going to get out of the out of the story as the character of the story. That's the noble endeavor that bears no fruit because you have never left the shore. You are not that which you're taking yourself to be. 
So if you're thinking the other shore is your authentic self, you're using your authentic self to arrive at the authentic self, that is the best way in time to fool yourself, yeah? The best way to, to avert the recognition of what you are is by looking for it, yes? Yes, I've seen it. In this place right here, there must be hundreds of spiritual years, spiritual practices years. I had 30 years, Z's must have had 40 years, there's tons of years here, and we're here to tell you it doesn't fucking work. That's why we're at the meeting. <laughs> Perhaps there's a better way. Yeah, there is. Instead of looking for yourself with yourself, see what you're not, and you'll find out what you are. So you can understand what you're not. Like in recovery, we say self-knowledge avails you nothing. But knowledge of self is very valuable. Because if you have a knowledge of self, it's going to tell you you're not that, yeah? You're not the doer, you're not the feeler, you're not the thinker, you're not the loser, you're not the haver, you're not the alpha, you're not the omega, yeah? You're the seeing, here as an activity, you're the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, all that, yeah? But you're not the toucher, the feeler, the, the seer, the smeller, the hearer. That's all, simple, eh? It's so simple, it doesn't demand much, really, because you're just going back to what is, and when you seem to go back to what is, it tells you you never left. So how hard was it? <laughs> and then the action figure has alcoholism, and you find a way of life. The way of life this found was recovery, and the recovery will give it a way of life that extends in time, it has principles, so that the action fear doesn't veer off into traffic and hurt itself and other people, yeah? It's sort of like, I mean, when I needed to be highly observant, I wasn't. Now that I don't need to be the highly observant, the head gets a field day going over every little motive and intention. It's all bullshit, it's all obsession with self. This thing isn't burning down houses. You don't need a surveillance camera. I can guarantee you not much is gonna probably happen today. <laughs> you can take all the security guards. I don't, my head doesn't go over every minutiae of everything. It's fucking lost, something has lost interest in all of that, you know? It's like, uh, you're always doing a book review of yourself. You're constantly going over all the grammar and the intention. What did he mean by doing this? It's all obsession with self, yeah? You look for, your high goals are like a good latte. Yeah, you know, a, you know like a good fucking acai bowl on sale, fresh fruit, some place to swim, I don't know. It's not like, not like, I'm going to transcend into the eighth level of heaven. Give me a break. You think people are playing golf in heaven? In a body? Come on. The body is not even, the body is an appearance of mind. The mind isn't appearing in the body. The body is an appearance in mind. This is dreaming completely. So, in AA, I entertained this idea, caught me about seven years in, maybe five years in. A lot, you know, shit. 
I would say most of the awakenings were rude awakenings. Yeah. It was a rude awakening to see those 13 hours of meditation every day. <laughs> it had to happen because it did, but hey. I'll give you a good example. When my first year of sobriety, this lady asked me if I wanted to go to this Native American sweat up in Mount Shasta. I had, not, had no idea of Mount Shasta or anything, that it's a real spiritual holy place. So I went up there. I had a 56 Chrysler. I drove up there, slept in the back of it. It was a station wagon. You could put a dresser in there, a futon and a dresser. That's how big it was. It was huge. So I drove up there, beautiful place, never been there. And uh, there was a huge, like a beehive, and there was a lot of people there. And I didn't know that this was like the big event of the, that little subculture of sweat people, yeah? This was the big one every year. And so people came from Arkansas, guys with Harleys with their hair blowing, and they'd know them out, and they brought the Indian from Oklahoma. They cut up, they had cedar saplings, and they built these giant, they put these covers, yeah? And they have a pit, and they have, they have super hot rocks, and then they throw water and herbs on it, yeah? And they pray, and people are just moaning. It's so fucking hot in there. And you can't get out, the, the, the flap is down. You can get out, but you, you lose your spiritual face, because everyone at the place would know all week, that's the fucking guy that got out of the thing. So you're not, you don't want to lose your, your pride, so you're willing to take. So I went in there, never been in one. The thing was packed. And then I tried to, then the light, the flat went down. It was totally pitch dark. And it was like, a, it was almost like a New York subway. There was like these branches. So I was holding on to the branches. And I tried to sit and someone was right underneath my ass. I couldn't sit down. And heat rises also. So I was up like this. And then the guy started pouring the water on the super hot rocks. And there'd be like waves of heat hitting you. And they were burning my nostril my ears, my underarms, and I was fucking, but I'm not gonna leave. I'm not, because I know. <laughs> I was living for my face instead of my ass at the time. So no fucking way I'm leaving, because it's the first day of this retreat. I'll be, oh, there he is. Oh. <laughs> so, so just praying, I just wanted to pray to get out of the, of the thing. I wasn't praying for help, eternal help. I just get me out of here. So the thing opens up and you run out and there's a stream and you jump in the water and it, you get a huge rush, yeah? And so, and I stayed the weekend, but then I would sit right next to the flat door. Yeah. I mean, I had my escapes. And then a few years later, years later, my head had changed, yeah? And uh, my friend, one of my sponsees, a guy in, you mentor someone in the program of recovery, him and his friends got into the Native American thing and they were gonna have a sweat in Petaluma in this guy's backyard and they had an Indian from Oklahoma come. <laughs> but it was a very small level. And so they had it built and they had some, they had uh, coolers with drinks and food outside. They had a little fire going. And so he wanted me to support him. So I said, all right, I'll go. And I walked in there, sat in there, and then the heat started happening. I said, it's hot, and I got right up and left, yeah? Now, 
to me, this was an incredible spiritual advancement. I just said, fuck this. Went out, all the food was out there. I had the crystal geysers. And I could hear them moaning and praying while I'm sitting there, beautiful starlit night. What happened? <laughs> A whole lot had happened in those years. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really put numbers behind it. You can't total it up, but that's a huge change. Yeah. With the hopes of becoming better as this, I would go to incredible lengths. To, actually, to lengths of sitting and meditating 13 hours a day in a fucking forest monastery in Thailand. You're not going to... If you know, if you have high blood pressure, meditation is good, but you're not going to do 13 hours of meditation. You do like 10 minutes. Yeah. If you're doing 13 hours of meditation, you think you're going somewhere. You you are. You believe you're going somewhere. That is the fallacy of it all. You are what you're looking for. And there's some mistakes that happen. The stubbornness of being what you're not will now start looking for what you are. Yeah, that doesn't work. Then it will start saying, I'm not that. So the I'm not will say, I'm not. That doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So the message here isn't really to you. It's to what we are. So we're throwing the message over our heads because if that power is everywhere, you can't miss it. Yeah. But I know the length of the mental state's arms. You can throw it over. Yeah. So... Instead of you hearing the message, I want the message to hear about you, really. Yeah? I, instead of the, talking to Paul about the Buddha, I'd rather talk to the Buddha about Paul, with the hopes that the Buddha would realize it's not Paul, yeah? Instead of Paul hoping to realize it's the Buddha. And so after these ideas were entertained, I started to see all the little mechanisms of how the system keeps reclaiming itself yeah so i caught the thief a lot of times in the, like the fucking silverware and saw it and when i followed it it was me in a sense so now that which used to enter all my little activities and i would call it me now i see it suspiciously i see it as other than i and that's been the act of freedom from the bondage of self it's not from the thoughts, it's from the thinker. The freedom is from the thinker. The freedom is from the feeler. The freedom is from the doer. It's not from doing everything right, thinking everything right, and only feeling great feelings. It has, that's not gonna work here. You just see what you're not, and in seeing what you're not, and it's all described in the big book for people in recovery. It's describing what self is like, and you're not that. And if there's a statement in recovery that says, you have to abandon yourself to God. You can't abandon, if you, you cannot abandon what you are. You can abandon what you're not. Just like when we were out using in San Francisco, we'd have beaters, and back then, they didn't have the computer system they have now. We'd run into a tree, like up off a of market in Castro. We would just walk away from the car. Yeah, I, we abandoned the car. We'd split away. You can't abandon you. You have to see that that you you're abandoning is not you. Yeah? So you abandon self, which is not you. And what's left after you abandon self to that higher power is what you are. Yeah? You can't. 
if I try to abandon me, it's still me there. <laughs> I have to see it as other. So this is the whole point, the whole point of non-duality, because if you try to go to the fact of non-duality as the two-ness of the mental state, that two-ness is too big to fit into that oneness or seeming oneness. You see what you're not, and then you find out what you are. You don't find out what you are from what you're not. You see what you're not from what you are, and then that's the finding out of what you are, which is seeing, awareness, yes? Instead of being interested in what you become aware of, you're now interested in the awareness of, yeah? You're interested in the awareness of. Instead of what you're aware of, you're interested in the awareness of, yeah? That's us. We are awareness or spirit, whatever you want to call it. So then these cryptic sayings that you are what you're looking for, the seeker is the sought, or as St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for, all makes sense. Yeah. What's looking is what you are looking for, all right? So what would happen if you realize you're not that you? It would be what's looking, looking for all day. Exactly. What's looking in time looks for. What does it look for? Sandwich, it's keys, fucking whatever. So what's looking is what you are looking for. So if you see you're not the you, what's looking is looking for. What's the problem? The problem is, is when what's looking starts looking for what's looking. That's the problem, yeah? When what's looking seemingly gets forgotten by being identified as something else, is busy looking for what's looking, yeah? That doesn't work because what's looking is what's looking. So you go, all right, what's looking is what's looking. Where? No, you're not, see, you are what's looking. In this, it isn't like you're in a dream, you are the dreaming. You are the higher power masquerading as something else. So when there's the statement of, you gotta quit playing God, it doesn't work in recovery. What happens? So that which is playing God is the head, yes? The thought system tells you how the day's gonna be. Isn't that playing God? The thought system has convicted you that you did certain shit that you'll never be let free of. That's playing God. So that which is playing God, yeah? Here's the message. You gotta quit playing God. What happens? Isn't that playing God? If that that which is playing God tries to quit playing God, that's playing God. So what happens? You see you're not that which is playing God, and that's God seeing what's not what it's not playing God. Follow it. You think there's anything other than what you are here? What else gives everything all the meaning it has? Is a Labrador worried about playing next week? It has no idea of fucking time. We're entertaining <coughs> idea of time. And look at people, most people, what's driving them crazy literally is not happening. It's August 5th or it's 2012, or it's a fear of 2021. There's nothing, what's not happening could not 
appear here unless it was entertained by what's happening. Where? What's happening? What's not happening can only appear here by what's happening entertaining it. So if my head, which may be very strong, is thinking next week, really in its view, is much more important than today, and it so believes I'm going to get fired next week, it will rain on today. That's slavery. That's mental fucking slavery. If something is stopping you from being aware or conscious of what's happening now, that's slavery. I was at a meeting and the person was totally fucked by something she thought was going to happen August 15th. Mind fucking bothering. If you brought a fly here or a fucking koala bear or a Labrador and you could question them for five seconds, they'd be, what? Yeah. <laughs> How could August 5th ruin today? When if you were a kid, if you appeared now as a kid and you saw yourself flipping out and everything was sunny, beautiful, the kid would just go, let's play. And you'd be, I won't be playing next week whatever, he'd say, you're fucking crazy. So, I found the whole pivot is the idea of being the doer and the thinker. The freedom or the relief from the power of thought was seeing the my in it all. When I'm not the thinker, the thoughts seem to be much easier to deal with. Yeah? When I'm not a, the feeler, feelings seem to come and go, actually, quite fast. When I'm not the doer, most of the shit that I seem to do is not memorable at all. And so what becomes obvious, the beingness of the moment, yes? You're awake. You're so, so fucking brightly awake, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Are you hearing that sound with any effort? No. Yeah, if the ears work, you're hearing shit. You're seeing shit, you're feeling shit. And watch when people talk about a feeling. They go, I didn't want to feel that. They felt it already. That's the conscious contact. And then the head rises, says, oh, I didn't want to feel that. Hey, fuck you, basically. The feeling comes first. <laughs> the feeler comes after. The feeler has no power over the feelings that it was produced by. <laughs> I mean, why don't you, you can't see it? Watch your own situation. You don't need to go to a fucking library. Watch today. See what happens. Yeah. I'm telling you humbly. A feeling is claimed by the mental state to imply the feeler. So here's the feeling, mental state becomes conscious of it, claims it, uses it to imply the feeler, and then the feeler goes like this, I'm the one who felt everything. So the feeler comes from the feeling, but as soon as it does the little wackaroo, it thinks it's having all the feelings, yeah? <laughs> this is happening thousands and thousands of times, it's mechanical, you're not that. You think it's going to stop? It's not going to stop until your breath stops. Yeah. 
why would you hold off the, the possibility of being what you're looking for based on an irrelevant condition that you think the thoughts have to stop? You don't see the, you don't see the strategy of the head. It's hiding itself once again. It's saying a subtle, oh, this is the requirement. The thoughts have to stop for three minutes and that will verify you're awake. You're awake all the while you're in that fucking classroom taking another test by the mental state. Fucking walk out, recess, go, yeah? So there, that's all, really. Any questions? <clears throat> it's a simple invitation, you see. The beautiful thing about it is you are it, yeah? I don't see how much how much description is necessary for that? <laughs> I, mean, you, I mean, you can say it in tons of ways, but if you look at it, do you or don't you give everything all the meaning it has during the day? We come to this event, some people be, may be hating it, some people may be liking it. You are going to override the event. You're going to make it what it is. Yeah, We're doing this all day. What does that imply? If I'm giving everything all the meaning it has, it implies a huge amount. I don't see how you can escape the hugeness of what we are. Oh, yeah. So, it's, the, it's that mental construct of self that is giving the meaning to everything that we're experiencing? Yes. Yeah. So well, it's interpreting it all. Interpreting. Yeah, it projects the meaning, then it interprets it as, as if it's real, and then that which you're dreaming has the ability to affect you. So if there's a thought and you own it, the, the thought can own you, basically. Yes? It's a tricky... Sometimes it feels like it, there's, there's like this impersonal uh, the conditioning of what is giving something a meaning, like, like it's actually not even... I can see it's not me. Yeah. But like where I don't know, it's my, my mind starts <laughs> like trying to follow some <clears throat> you know thread like where Yeah, I would waste from, I wouldn't know, waste your time with that. The dreamt <clears throat> thinks if it knows the the you know, if it can know the dreaming as the dreamt, it's gonna be able to get out of it. It doesn't. The dreamt has got a very small role here. Yeah. It's best like in Zen, their highest form of mind is I don't know. <laughs> they don't want to have any knowledge of anything, really. <laughs> knowledge in the dreamt is not a good thing. <laughs> a lot of whys are promoted. <laughs> Just see how things are going. And if you entertain ideas and you start traveling lighter as what you're not, why not let the entertaining continue? <laughs> because really, what does this want after it gets up all of its specific ideas? It just wants to travel lighter. It, you know, It's confronted with a situation of ever-changing conditions for the rest of this life in time. And after traveling through it all, your hopes that everything's going to get great is magical. It's not going to happen. So that would be actually the most appropriate, the most efficient, the most valuable commodity, which would be a stabilization of traveling lighter through whatever, whatever life has in store for the action figure, really. So basically, instead of 
trying to constantly manipulate and manage the circumstances and situations, you would outshine the circumstances and situations. Yes? So they wouldn't produce a stability. The stability would see them in a different way. Yeah? You would stop trying to use volatility to produce a stability. It's not going to work. You would see the volatility from stability. Yeah? And you would see the pointlessness of trying to change things how they are because this is a dualistic movement. Yes? There's two sides of every coin. It doesn't matter how much you cut the coin, there's still going to be two sides. You're not going to get out scot-free. Yeah? I used to have this Tai Chi teacher, and I used to call him up and bitch about, man, it's, it's been sucking for the last few weeks. And he'd go, congratulations. I'd go, what? He says, oh, yeah, you'll be feeling good pretty soon. And then when I would call him saying, everything is great, he'd say, oh, I'm sorry. I feel bad soon. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> for this, this is, you know. <laughs> uh, well. When you use the word download, could you say that would be equivalent to an aha? When people say aha. It's when an aha, and then it's an aha with different functions. Yeah, sometimes it's just a feeling aha, sometimes it's a download of information. The reason I ask is like this question, like if there starts to be like just like rocking, aha, yeah. download, whatever, the interest in being able to hear it mentally, verbally, it can kind of get, you know, gets to be heavy right away. But there was still that. There was a there was a, a rock. Yeah, yeah. But I don't necessarily know what I want about download whether I might see the whole thought process all at once without having to go through it. I follow the follow the breadcrumbs, follow the thread. But uh when you're curious about your for download. Well a download a download is sort of like an unsuspecting pulse, yeah? Something goes through, and sometimes it triggers uh, translation into trying words. Sometimes it's just energetic, yeah? Yeah, and sometimes there's a certain implying that it takes your attention somewhere that it didn't know was available, yeah? Almost like three different dog whistles. So there's different responses, yeah. All right, well, we're going to end with it. Yeah, hold on. So you said earlier that in addition, you know, there's kind of as you having a spiritual malady. Yeah. So I don't believe that. Well, humbly, no. I don't think there's any malady in spirit. No. Tell me where it is. I, wasn't an error. They say it in the book. We know but a little. People add on to it that come later. They say it right in the end of the, the first 164 pages. They say, we know but a little. Just people will come after us and add on to it. They said that. They did. But I don't see it as correct. No. I also don't believe that you have to have it to give it away. I believe if you're willing to give it away, you have it. Yeah. And this is just different observations. The same principles, the same thing, but that you're gonna, 
those same principles will lead to different renderings of things, yeah. And it fits with the spiritual disease, that idea, I mean, yeah, the spiritual disease as in, you're not at fault. And otherwise, if you hold this mental state that it was, I can't think about it, but it's spiritual. But I don't see it. I think it's a mental condition. The problem resides in the mind, yeah. Yeah. It's not you don't know you're not the body. Yeah. You see that you're not the body. And then those things that happen as the body aren't conflicting to it because they're not there's not two positions you're taking. There's not a position of you, the you that you're not knowing it's not that. Yeah? So then the expressions change because this is an expressive event. This to me isn't a cause, it's an expression, yeah, and an observation. That's what it does. There's expressions and then there's observations. But we usually have the observation usually becomes uh, a claiming of the expressions or based on the observation is based on the idea that we're the doer of everything, which isn't true. So for me, let's say if you had an uh, upgrade yeah, of the, let's say the working platform of the system. If you had an upgrade, the same system would be expressing different things. Just like I expressed a perfect addictive nature when I was out there using, and now I'm not expressing that addictive nature. Yeah, am I? Was there a me that was doing it then, and now that me has been totally transformed? I don't see it that way. I see something was dominant then that isn't dominant now. Yeah. That's all. So neither that was you doing, neither this difference you're doing now. Yeah, neither of them, no. That's neither traveling lighter. Neither the confusion nor the no. unenlightenment. No. None of it. There's just confusion and light. Light confusion. Things like that. Look at your life. Isn't it feel like if you felt if you heard a description of you as a verb, it would feel much more intimate than a noun description. I was born this, I did that, I had this, went to this school. But really, you know, breathing, yes. You know, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yes. All those are verbings, yeah? I'm more of a verb than a noun. Yeah. Not even more. I am, I'm not a noun. There's verbing, yes. So, yeah, if you own one side, you're going to definitely feel like the owner of the other. So if you get off on the spiritual high and think it's you, you're going to be the you, you're, you're going to be thinking you're the you when you're really bummed out. You don't drink one, you have to drink the other, so there's neither of them. Just see it. Yeah. Always go back to the seeing. That has been untouched, you know. That awareness is doesn't need to be polished or cleaned. It's just untouched. There's nothing that the most heinous act I've, I seem to have participated in has left no mark on it whatsoever, none. You can't, you can't penetrate it with the biggest salvo, biggest hate missile you could fire. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's absorbed at all. It's, it's nothing, yeah? That's the biggest drive of the head that drives it crazy, is it doesn't want to be seen as irrelevant. It really, at least it's holding on to the idea that it can block you off from the Holy, from the Spirit. 
That's its big relevance. I have the power to block you off <laughs> from the sunlight of the spirit. No, it doesn't. It's what, it's what the sunlight of the spirit believes that makes it seem to be so. Yeah? So if you lose interest in that that has the power to obscure you, the obscuring diminishes. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. We have a, a new book just came out. I gotta start selling my products. Uh, it's called On Having Never Left, Volume One, The Incomplete Works of Paul Hederman. And it's on Amazon, on, underneath, On Having Never Left. There you go, thank you. Yes, yes, thank you. All right, so we'll end there, and uh, we'll end with a prayer and stuff, yeah. Oh no, we passed the